Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio, your two-hour weekly installment of Canadian Racing. We're going to take you coast to coast here tonight. At least we sure hope to. we got tons to cover, Ralph. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show right off the bat. We're going to hear from Kyle Steckley. Uh, he went to Victory Lane just last night at good old Sobel Speedway. It was a scheduled 150. They didn't quite get 150 laps in. They got 142. We'll explain the whole deal in just a bit if you happen to have missed it. But, man, what a race. The number 22 APC Chevrolet, I do believe, of Kyle Steckley goes to Victory Lane. And, of course, Kyle's going to join us right off the hop. We'll also get off to Canada's East Coast. There is a super late model series race today. And it happened in PEI. Well, I believe it's still on the racetrack or just getting ready to wrap up. At this particular point, we intend to have the winner on probably right from the speedway tonight on the program. We'll uh, keep you posted on how that all transpires as well. We'll get off to a pair of sportsman winners, both from Canada's East Coast. Well, I say both. I'll uh, qualify that in just a moment as well. The number 21 car of Sean Pierce used to be a longtime competitor in the Pro Stock Tour out east. And uh, I believe it was last year, Sean decided, you know what, I'm going to take it back a notch. And I mean just a little bit of a notch. He got himself a sportsman car all dialed in and uh, away he went. He went hard at it. It's been a while since Sean Pierce has won a race out there in Canada's East Coast, but last weekend, I believe it was on Sunday, Sean will let us know, uh, Sean Pierce went to Victory Lane at Lake Doucette, easy for me to say, uh, Lake Doucette Speedway, and it was Sean Pierce going to Victory Lane. I seen that on Facebook on Monday, I believe, and I went, wow, we got to get Sean on this show uh, just to celebrate the win. I know it's been a long time since those guys went to Victory Lane. Uh, he is going to join us. Also on tonight's show, we're going to hear from the pole sitter in that APC race, the 17. It was Josh Stoddy with the pole. He ran second for most of the race. He did lead some laps. And what a battle he and the 22. Uh, we're getting it on at Sobel last night. Uh, and the 22 goes to Victory Lane. The 17 car, disaster breaks out. He turns around and uh, heads to the rear of the field. I do believe, I don't know exactly where he was scored, but we'll find out tonight from Josh Stoddy. Then we're going to get off. Two, I believe he is still on the east coast of Canada. He lives and works in Alberta. But the number eight of Chris Reed, we've seen him in a 31 car at Riverside in the Sportsman, the Napa Henry's Auto Pro 100 that he went to Victory Lane in, I might add, back on the IWK 250 weekend. Uh, sure enough, Chris Reed was in the eight car on the weekend at Bud Speedway. It was all on Kim, Tim's Corner TV. Uh, he goes to Victory Lane, so Chris is going to join us here tonight. 
Then we're going to talk about the Bridge City 200 that's coming up at uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. It comes up next weekend. Huge race. This is the second annual. And we got a driver from B.C. making the trip all the way from Victoria, B.C., heading to Saskatoon. His name is Daryl Midgley, drives the 81 car. I believe he's hanging out in Edmonton tonight, but he is from Victoria, B.C., going to make the trip for the Bridge City 200, and we'll check in with Daryl here tonight. So as mentioned, we got lots to come at you. Also got some clips from the top three in that gold rush that I tried to play last weekend that I couldn't get downloaded from Jerry Paxton. He did a great job. We're going to have a listen to at least the top two because the guy that actually won that race is up on the hotline with us right now. So let's welcome him in. we got Kyle Stackley with us. What's going on tonight there, Winter? Not too much. I'm actually just watching the race over from last night and, uh, yeah, relaxing after a big win yesterday. Oh, man. Yes, it was a huge win. You have really lit the lamp this year, Kyle. You've been, uh, you've been burning the candle at both ends. I've seen you destroyed. I've seen you in victory lane. Uh, you've done all of the above so far this year. It's got to be good to be, uh, the, the driver of that 22 right now. Yeah, definitely. We've been working really hard on our car all year. Definitely some big gains after last year. We had a really good rookie season, but it's just a lot more comfortable going back to these tracks for a second time this year. And, you know, the guys at 22 Racing and everyone on my crew has been doing a great job bringing me really fast cars, and they've been a ton of fun to drive. Yeah, well, and it shows too, Kyle. You've been out there. Uh, you didn't start this one right on the pole last night. Uh, you, you did start back a wee bit. You had to uh, pick your moves and, you know, calculate your, your risks, so to speak. You did a masterful job at it, I might add. Yeah, thanks. APC Series has a great invert that definitely makes it interesting for the fans. Sometimes I'd rather just start them straight up as a driver, but... It definitely makes it interesting. You know, you got to pass some cars and work your way up to the front if you're up there in points. So, yeah, it was a it was a good night for us. We slowly worked to the front and got up to the lead, I think, around lap 30. And from there, we just saved and pretty much led the whole race. I think we fell back to second for a little bit there after the break. But we were just riding, saving our stuff. And 150 laps there was a lot of fun. There's definitely some carnage out back. But for the most part, it was definitely a fun race. Kyle, did you come in at that halfway break, or did you stay out? I stayed out, and along with, I think, the top six all stayed out, actually. So a lot of us stayed out front and definitely paid off. Were you kind of going, man, should I have pitted? Because the car was so, so good in that first half of the race. It's pretty hard to mess with it when you know it's right on. But in the closing laps of the race... There's no doubt the 17 car turned on. Uh, he didn't look like he had anything for you in the first half of the race. But in that second half, the two of you guys were putting a show on. Yeah, my car was really good on the long run. So it took him to get going the first five laps. Thought he was definitely putting the pressure on me. But uh, I, I didn't think I was going to come in. The only reason I was thinking about it was if everyone else came in and made their car better. But luckily enough, at the top five or six guys all stayed out. We all kept what we had, which definitely boosted my confidence up. And from there, I knew I just had to do my job and stay out front. Hey, two weeks, two big wins. Uh, you win the gold rush last weekend at Flamborough Speedway. Then you go to the beach, you pick off a 150 win there. Uh, 
man, I don't know how you're going to make it any better, uh, but you got a big finish coming up for the second half of the season, we might as well say. Yeah, definitely. We're really busy with everything going on at 22 Racing. We're having Kenny Schrader come up, and he's driving one of our late malls next Saturday at sunset. So having a two-car late mall team in the APC Series is going to be really cool. Looking forward to working with him. But, yeah, we're really busy, and hopefully we can keep this momentum going and keep picking off wins. I think we're going to be in a good spot for the APC Championship hunt. How far out are you in points? Are you the leader now, or how did that all shake out after last night? Well, no official points have been posted yet, but I believe I'm going to be right there with Sheridan. So I should either be, I think I'll either be tied or right there with him. I'm not sure exactly where I'll be, but I'll be right up there with him. Now, i got to ask you a question. I know anybody that was tuned in or at the Speedway last night uh, knows that we got to lap 142. Uh, There was a big delay because of oil that was down. Uh, You know, the track cleanup crew went at it. It was past 11 when that caution came out. Uh, But nevertheless, you guys sat in those race cars for another 25 minutes waiting for everything to transpire, only to find out that the curfew had been met uh, that was the end of the race. Uh, did they talk about a curfew in the driver's meeting? Did the potential come up, or was this all a surprise to you behind the wheel? Well, I think we knew there was a curfew, but not too much was said about it. I think everyone was hoping we could get it in, and I think they were trying the best they could to everything they were doing. The crew was definitely out there working as hard as they could to get the track back in shape for us drivers, and I wish we could have went back green. I think it would have been an interesting finish, but I'm okay with ending at 142 as well because you never know what could have happened. Oh, exactly. Uh, There was, uh, I think J.R. Fitzpatrick put it best in his post-race interview uh, with Clinton Jeffrey. He said, I was hungry. I wanted the win. Uh, And he says, I know everybody else that was here with me wanted that. It was going to be an epic finish. Uh, to what was a really, really good race by the APC series. The only disheartening part to me was the caution did come out after the 11 p.m. mark, and you guys had to sit there for another 25 minutes. I can't imagine that was a series call. It must have been the racetrack saying, you know what, uh, that's it. we got to pull the pin. Yeah, I think they were trying everything they could to get the the oil mess all cleaned up but it was it was pretty bad and i think they would have liked to keep going both the series and the track but as they kept working it in from what i understand they just realized how bad the track was and how long it was going to take for them to clean it all up and they realized they just couldn't continue with the race yeah i get it i knew there was a curfew i knew what the line in the sand was so to speak but after the race started going past that 11 o'clock mark I thought, you know what, a fine is a fine is a fine. I don't think you can get fined anymore. Go with the eight laps. Take your lumps. Uh, It was a big night at the beach. Good to see. Probably the best crowd they've had all year. And for good reason. Uh, You guys put on a real show. Yeah, it was definitely really cool seeing Sobble Speedway absolutely packed. I know I had a lot of family and friends there, which was really cool to get the win with all of them there. And yeah, it was. I love Sobble Speedway. It's a tight little bull ring, always creates good action, and happy to see there's lots of fans out. Well, back in the day, you would roll in in your four-cylinder, right? I can remember those days. It was the green 22 back then. Yes, it was. Those were the good old days. I was 
that was the first time I ever went up to Sauble Speedway was in that Mustang and had a lot of fun there in those days. But yeah, still love Sauble Speedway. It produced a lot of good racing and it's kind of, I, I grew up at Flamborough in the mini stock originally. So it's kind of like Flamborough, similar racing. So those two tracks are probably the top of my list. Well, you're a chip off the old block. Your dad, Scotty, uh, he spent a lot of nights at the beach back when I had it. And I'll tell you what, uh, always awesome to see on the racetrack. And uh, you're following right in his footsteps. Uh, it's just like watching Scott out there. Uh, you do a fantastic job. And good thing you go to Sunset next weekend and then a return trip to the beach. You're going to have to keep the notes that you had uh, all prepared for this week. Yeah, definitely. We had a really fast APC Auto Parts Pennzoil number 22. So we got some good notes. And uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks to hopefully get another win. I think I think we know a couple things we can do to make the car faster yet. and hopefully have a bit more speed and do it again. Well, number one on that list is tell your dad to go to Quebec again. If you're, uh, I don't know, a creature of uh, uh, superstition, you'll have to send him to Quebec. Uh, You want the same crew, you want the same sort of scenario to play out on the 26th when you guys make it back to the beach. He had a not bad day uh, down there in Quebec. It was quite a race down there. I would imagine you watched that one as well as I did. Yeah, I was definitely watching it. They had a good solid day out there, good all-right points day for both cars, and they kept them pretty clean. So surprisingly enough, they do go back on the 26th when we're back in Sauble, and they're going out there for iCar. So he'll be back in Quebec again, and I'll likely have the same crew for next time we're at Sauble, and hopefully we can repeat what we did last night. Yeah, and all you got to do is make sure that the Czech winner's name has got uh, Kyle on there and not Scott, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, Kyle, this has been great catching up with you. Uh, we're making this a, a, a tradition now. After each big late model race here in the province of Ontario, you tend to be the guy that uh, surfaces and good on you for doing it. Congratulations on another win, albeit eight laps a little bit short. Uh, you still did it, man. Checkered flag in your hand at the end. Thanks, Joe, and hopefully we can talk to you again next Sunday. You bet. Hey, Sunset, how has it been for you? Is it one of the tracks that you do okay? I can't remember. Definitely not. (laughs) I'm not a big fan of Sunset so far. It's a unique track. It's fun to drive for sure, but I've struggled there racing. It's just, it changes so much, and it's so unique. I don't think we've hit on a setup there, so we're going to go back with something new, and I think we've hit on something the last couple weeks, and hopefully we can build off that for sunset and have a good run. Well, just put all your, uh, I don't know, research and development, put it all in Schrader's car and then uh, find out how he makes up. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be cool. Schrader, I'm sure he's going to teach me lots and fun to fun to be part of his team. You betcha. It's going to be awesome. Sunset Speedway next weekend for the APC Series. Kyle, thanks so much for this tonight. You have a good one, bud. Thank you. Talk to you later, Joe. You betcha. Kyle Steckley, driver of the 22. Man, did he do a good job last night. Uh, the guy that was right on him pretty well the whole night was the 17 of Josh Stoddy. And we're going to have Josh coming up here at the top of the next hour. Josh is going to jump in. We'll go through his night. He got the pole of the race. Uh, he did a really good job in that Ridgeline uh, Ford. Now, we got to qualify that, too. I heard he had a Chevy engine in it, but we're going to find out 
all the answers to all of those questions. And as mentioned earlier, uh, the 17 car ended up getting spun out uh, or spun himself out. I don't know what happened. We'll find out the answer to that as well. And I don't officially know where the 17 was scored. And Josh should have the answer to that. As mentioned, at the end of that race, it was a real mixed-up situation. Lap 142, uh, cars sitting on the racetrack waiting for cleanup, and then, uh, oh, the old curfew was broke. So that was the end of the show. So I don't believe many people know how this one all shook out, but we'll try and get you the answers to actually all of the above, and we're going to do that in just a bit. We're going to hit this first quick break when we come back. I got a little bit of time where we can uh, fire off those uh, uh, gold rush clips that Jerry Paxton got for us with the top three. We already heard from Kyle Steckley. Don't need to hear his, but we're going to hear from Chase Pensano. They come away with the third place finish and J.R. Fitzpatrick. They came home with a second place finish last weekend. We'll do all of that when we come back. Stay with us. Race fans, this is Brennan Didero, driver of the number 24 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup car, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology, and by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. The biggest names. Flying Day, head coach of Ohio State, the national championship winning head coach of the Baylor Bears. Scott Drew joins us. The biggest games. This is the biggest game in the history of the Final Four. The biggest moments. The last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Delivered right to you. Wherever you are. I can't even wrap my head around it. Sirius XM College Sports Radio Channel 84 and streaming on the SXM app included in our trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And a hello to absolutely everybody tuned in Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern 
over on Rev TV Canada. Yeah, uh, we're going to slide back just one week here. And uh, Jerry Paxton did a great job grabbing us clips at the end of the gold rush uh, just last weekend at Flamborough Speedway. Problem was, didn't have enough time to get them downloaded and racked up so that we could play them here on the program. And it was a dynamite race. It was one that Kyle Steckley went to victory lane. Uh, it went green to checkers. Uh, it was phenomenal. Rolled off in about 30, 33 minutes, something like that. Uh, just a dynamite race. And a young number 22 of Chase Pensano, uh ended up this race, uh, come home third in this one. And Jerry Paxton caught up with him in quick, Firestarter uh, Victory Lane at Flamborough Speedway. And I want to play that clip for you right now. Here he is. Well, Chase, you set the fast time on the board out there in time trials, but uh, kind of got away from you. Yeah, uh, we were super quick in qualifying, but uh, my lack of experience really is what this ended up to. Uh, I just overdrove it at the start of the race and didn't have much for these two. At the end, they were super quick. I was going to say, anytime you get to chase Kyle Steckley and J.R. Fitzpatrick, if nothing else, you're going to school. Yeah, exactly. Um, two super quick guys. I mean, I watched them all last year before I actually got a new late model myself, and they were the class of the field here. So if you're going to finish third to anyone, they're the two to finish third to. Was there anything different you could have done to get a little closer, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'd say I definitely overdrove the car at the start of the race. Um, again, used the smaller 35-lap and 50-lap races, but... Um, yeah, if I would have just drove it a little lighter in the first 50 laps, I might have had something. But overall, these two are just perfect and don't make mistakes, so hard to chase. We got it. We watched them. <laughs> Chase Pinson will bring it home in third spot. Yeah, good for Chase. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about a young driver that's got a very, very bright future in this sport. Uh, Chase Pensano is that guy. Uh, does a great job behind the wheel. He also has a super stock that you can catch him at Delaware Speedway. Uh, you can catch him in the Quick Wick Firestarter Series, the APC deal for the super stocks. Those guys are going to be back on racetrack, I uh, believe it is, next weekend, I do believe, at uh, Peterborough Speedway. So you'll want to check that out. Um, or pardon me, uh, now I'm thinking, it may be Sunset Speedway uh, when they're in with the APC cars uh, for the Super Stocks. But uh, you want to check it out, all the information you can get at the APC Series site. Uh, but what I'm trying to get out there, Chase Pensano, not only really good in a pro light model, uh, but you can also catch him in his super stock as well. Uh, does a great job on the racetrack all the way around. So uh, you've got to keep your eye out for him. He's going to win. You can guarantee the guy's going to win some races. Uh, it's just one of those questions of time. But uh, let's get back to the second-place finisher in that race. Uh, it was J.R. Fitzpatrick driving the 55 car now, not the 84 car. Uh, it, the Flamborough Speedway Pro Late Model is the 55 JR finishes this one up in second. Here he is with Jerry Paxton. You had it at the beginning, but I think you may have used it up early. Well, I don't know. We we started getting a little bit of brake fade there, which is unfortunate for us. But hey, man, for for Chris House and his team and us working together, getting this thing, it's uh, it's definitely flying. We're having a lot of fun, and uh, I think that complements this team a lot. Finishing second again, this kind of field. It was a pretty stout field. We were having trouble picking a winner at the beginning, but. It just looked like after Kyle got by you, that was it. The car went away on you. Yeah, I started lifting a little early and hoping I could hold him up, but he's just he was the best car all day. So good for Kyle. He's obviously really good here. 
Uh, I consider myself to be really good here. and So I knew we were going to put on a good race, and we did, and uh, hopefully uh, many more to come. J.R. Fitzpatrick bringing it home in second spot. Yeah, good job by J.R. I'll tell you, he uh, had a really good run in that race. Uh, of course, last night in the APC race, uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick was uh, coming. To say the least, he was coming up through the field and uh, always love watching that 84 car on the racetrack. Whenever you can get him out there, you know you're going to get a show. And last night, sure enough, the 84 car was on his way until the dreaded curfew ended the race and uh, everything stopped. But uh, JR was on the podium uh, at the end of that one last night. And uh, he said he was hungry. He really wants one of those uh, APC wins. Uh, he's right there in the point situation, and uh, it, it's going to be a real interesting finish. Sunset Speedway is a good track for JR. I guess pretty well all of them are good tracks for that guy, but uh, definitely Sunset is one, Sobel is another, and then, of course, Delaware Speedway is, uh, if there is an Achilles heel to J.R. Fitzpatrick, I'm going to have to say it's Delaware Speedway. He hasn't, uh, he hasn't got near the laps in the APC car at Delaware that uh, guys like Sheridan do or uh, Kyle Steckley. Uh, of course, J.R.'s got tons of laps there in different cars, just not a lot in the actual APC car. Um, so if there's an Achilles heel, I'm going to say it's Delaware Speedway. That doesn't mean that JR cannot win at that track. Uh, it just means that uh, it's probably a little tougher at that one than it is the other speedways that the series goes to uh, throughout the course of time. Uh, we are waiting on uh, the winner from the East Coast. Uh, the Super Late Model Series was on track, is on track in PEI, uh, and we're going to hopefully have that winner. Uh, it was uh, back and forth with uh, Brett Roy, and uh, Brent's going to queue us all up and uh, hopefully join us right here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we will uh, definitely see that. Now, there was some more action. I want to get to a couple other winners. Oh, and before I do that, I want to remind all of you uh, to make sure that on Monday, August the 14th, that's a Monday, it's going to be different, Monday, August the 14th, from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Race Time Radio is going to be live from the garage area, Otis Weekend Speedway. Yep, the big O, when the NASCAR Pinty Series rolls in for a two-night double show coming up, the Duel on the Dirt. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. This is their second time going to Otis Weekend, so I think we're going to be in for a totally different look of a race. Uh, but the NASCAR Penny Series is going to roll in there. Uh, it, it, that's uh, Monday, August the 14th. So a week this Monday, uh, Jerry Paxton and I are going to be live for one hour. And it's going to go from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. It's all going to be live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. So anybody within the earshot of Oshweekin uh, Speedway is going to get the latest, greatest information Heading into night number one on the dirt uh, for the NASCAR Penny Series. We hope to have drivers join us that night. We'll try and grab some crew members and we'll get you all the information right up to the green flag before they go green at the Big O. Uh, it's going to be a dynamite night. Uh, so make sure you tune in on Monday, August the 14th. Uh, also at Austrian uh, uh, Speedway, tuned in on Friday night. Uh, if you can't make it to the track, you got to know that 
every race from us weekend is always broadcast live on GeForce. The guys do an amazing job. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex Riley goes to Victory Lane in the 17 mini stock. It was the Yard Hill Memorial. It was Memorial Night out of Sweden. Uh, but Alex goes to Victory Lane in that 17 car. What a race. Uh, that was one I picked up on. Uh, tried to get a hold of Alex to get him on the program here tonight. But he's racing at Humberstone. So uh, he's a little tied up. We will get to him at some point, I'm sure. Uh, it was a big night for Bowman as well in the crate sprint cars. Uh, uh, Mac Demand was out there. Uh, so many good cars. So many, uh, so, so many dynamite races that take place out of Sweden. Uh, check them out. If you can't get to the racetrack live, you can always tune in on GeForce. But try and get to the Big O. Uh, it, you won't be disappointed. I'll tell you what. I, I the number one dirt track in all of Canada has to be the Big O. And uh, make the trip. You'll see exactly what I mean. What a beautiful facility. Uh, uh, other action that took place on Friday night, Delaware Speedway had the ProLite models back on the schedule. Of course, it's been a couple of weeks since the ProLites were there. Uh, and it was the 19 car of Connor Pertigo going to victory lane. Again, reached out to Connor to get him on. Uh, he was away at the cottage after he won the big race on Friday night. So uh, we'll have to pick another date and try and get Connor on the show. Uh, did a dynamite job in this one. Uh, Adrian Sunt uh, in the 55 car was right there. Uh, he was so close to winning this one. And uh, just a number of really good cars in that race. Uh, Lloyd Rawlings in the 69 car. You know, Lloyd isn't at the front all the time. But I'll tell you what, he's Mr. Consistency at Delaware. He's always got a beautiful-looking race car and uh, always making forward progress. I believe we got another top 10 run out of that. Uh, Lloyd Rawlings always does a great job. Love watching him on that broadcast. Uh, Rogers, Chris Soares, and uh, uh, Friel were uh, on the broadcast. The guys did an amazing job, and I know you're going to be able to catch it on Rev TV now uh, throughout the course of the week. Check your listings. You don't want to miss that. Have a look at last Friday night's race. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be very impressed with the action uh, that took place. Uh, it was uh, Jason Lovey back in victory lane in the four cylinders. Uh, he did a great job. Uh, he was on with us last weekend. Goes to victory lane on Friday night. So good job for him. Uh, the V8 stocks. It was the 15 car that went to victory lane. And I'm sorry, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head right now. Uh, but a beautiful looking race car. Um, the number 15. Uh, did a great job and uh, just a dynamite night of racing. If you get a chance, uh, tune in to Rev TV Canada and pick that one off. And as mentioned, if you can't get to Delaware Speedway and catch the events live, uh, you can always uh, check them out on Rogers TV at London. And uh, they also put it out on YouTube live. Uh, so if you're not in the London market and you don't have that Rogers channel, you can still pick the race up. Go to YouTube Type in uh, uh, Delaware Speedway and the Rogers broadcast will come up. You'll be able to click on that. And you can go back and watch other races that have taken place all season long. Uh, they do a great job on those. And uh, you want to see some dynamite racing. If you're looking for a race, uh, just go back and have a look at YouTube. They got a lot of dynamite uh, races all from Delaware Speedway with more to come this season. So uh, make sure you check them out. I'm going to hit a quick break here, get a sip, 
And uh, I'll put a text out to Brett Roy and find out how they're making out out in PEI. And hopefully we got a guest on the other side of the break. And uh, you won't have to just listen to me yabber along. We'll be back. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Hi, this is Wayne Morgan from Yellow Knife. We're all listening to Race Time Radio. Quinn, you get back to work. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Hey everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, one and all, to Race Time Radio. you got to love live television, right? Uh, live radio. Uh, I'm working and texting back and forth with Brett Roy out in PEI. The big super late model race just wrapped up. And uh, I, I'm waiting for the guests because we've got this little space all laid out just for the winner. Uh, and hopefully we hit the mark because I'll tell you, the show is jam-packed uh, from right after this interview all the way through. And as I say, uh, thank, hey, well, we got Jerry Paxton up. That's kind of cool. What do you say we check in with Paxton here for a moment? 
uh, he's just connecting his audio, and then he is going to be all set, I can well imagine. Uh, Jerry, have I got you, man? I think you got me now, Joe. I do, I do. Hey, thanks for popping in here. We'll uh, we'll, we'll keep you along here until we see Brett pop up, uh, and then we'll uh, have to dro- <laughs> drop you off. But, Jerry, you guys had a heck of a run that- at Flamborough Speedway. That was one of the best races, Joe, I think I've ever seen in pro late models. And the one thing I would say, I don't think any of those drivers was prepared to go green to checkers. They were all thinking there was a caution coming somewhere to cool out those brakes, calm down the tires, and get back at it. They went 123. No caution it was an amazing race yeah it sure was i know i'm looking forward to getting together with you next monday we're going to make a return trip to the big o and get everybody up to date from 5 to 6 p.m eastern all live on sirius xm another dirt race in front of us this time i think the pindies guys will uh, uh take a brand new stab at that racetrack what do you think Jerry, <laughs> what do you think? I'm back. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's going to be a big night at us, weekend. I think so. I'm really looking forward to this one. I mean, last year we went and we had a tremendous time with the drivers, and there are so many people so interested to see how the Pinty's drivers make out on the dirt. That car is twice as heavy as anything they run on dirt. Those drivers, I think, last year got a real education. This year is going to be a whole lot more fun. They've had a couple of races. They know what to do. Yeah, they they sure do. There's some expertise in there. Some of the guys, I think, have had an opportunity to go out and run elsewhere on dirt. They're they're prepared. They know, I think, better this year than they ever did what to do. Yeah, I believe so. Jerry, thanks so much for popping in here. I know I got Brett Roy coming up right now, so uh, we'll let you go, and uh, we will catch with you Monday. I can't wait, buddy. We're a week away. Yes, sir. That's Jerry Paxton. Nice for Jerry to jump in and join us there for a couple of moments. Uh, Brent Roy is trying to get in after uh, Jerry drops the line. Then uh, Brent will uh, have us the winner. I can guarantee that. And uh, away he goes. Now Brent will be able to connect. And uh, I'll just shoot him a quick little message. Okay, go. <laughs> and we should have him up as well. We got Sean Pierce coming up here in moments. Uh, we won a big sportsman race out there. Uh, great to see that uh, he finally hit pay dirt out on Canada's East Coast. It was Lake Doucette for those guys. Uh, but we are awaiting the super late model series winner from PEI just today at Oysterbed Speedway. It was supposed to go green just uh, yesterday. Dreaded rain hit the island and uh, pushed the show off till today. And uh, I know Brad Mann, the announcer of the series, of course, uh, with Race Time Radio, when we're out there doing the IWK 250 and whatever races we do out there, Brad Mann is the official voice of the Super Late Model Series. And uh, speaking with Brad, uh, he absolutely loves this series. And uh, for good uh, for good reason, too, they got a lot of race cars uh, that are in this one, and I'm I'm really excited to find out who won this race. Uh, but I uh, we haven't seen just Brent just yet, uh, and time is a running slow. There he is. We got him up on the hotline. What's going on there, Mister Roy? How did you make out today? How's it going, guys? I uh, I just uh, 
had to run to the tower because the phone wouldn't work uh, out front. But uh, I'm going to take you out here in Oyster Bed. And that sun was not shining 20 minutes ago. Uh-huh. We had a rain, not a rain-shortened race, but uh, a rain delayed in the middle. About 50 laps in, we had a caution for, uh, for rain. We had to wait 20 minutes or so, get it in. And uh, the guys, you know, dried the track. And then it was sprinkling a little bit, but the vortex kept all the rain away, and uh, Dylan Gosby got his first uh, win of the year here. Oh, dynamite stuff. Dylan Gosby, he's one of the staples out there on the east coast of Canada. Good to hear he hit victory lane. It's been a little while, I believe, since Dylan hit victory lane. I'm going to say it was petty a few years ago. Yeah, I think uh, his last win here was like, I'm, I'm going back like years. I don't know right off. He, he said it to somebody in victory lane but i can't remember what it was but it's been a little bit and i was talking to him earlier in the day and he's like i said how's the car and he said we're we're junk we're terrible it's not driving good it won't turn there's no bite and i looked at his car owner kent and i said uh you guys will be fine yeah yeah and he said what do you mean i said i used to do the same thing when my car was junk we'd go out and we'd win so i went over to him victory lane i said Oh, we're junk tonight, aren't we? And uh, he's holding the trophy. So it's awful nice to see uh, those guys have been working really hard, and they've been really knocking on the door lately to get a win. And uh, it's nice to see them get a win at home. Yeah, it sure is. Now, is that the points lead then, Brent, for him? Uh, he's out front in the in the series points? Yeah, so he's been the points leader since round two, and he's going to retain the points lead going to round five here at uh, 660 in two weeks. So uh, really excited for them. They're going to keep the yellow trim on the nose and the spoiler. And uh, I don't even have to give them a new windshield banner because it's going to stay the yellow and, and they'll be all set. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's going to be exciting. Your next race then for the Super Late Model Series is 660? Yes, sir. August 19th, we go to Speedway 660. And fingers crossed, say a prayer, talk to whoever you you got to talk to because Every single one of our races this year have been affected by weather. The first race we had to delay, uh, we got the heat racing in and then had the feature the next day. The second race completely washed out, had to reschedule it. The third race, uh, we were affected by rain on that one somehow, I can't remember. And then today, we, uh, well, we were supposed to race yesterday and it got rain delayed to today. And then in the middle of the feature, just before halfway, so if you're a promoter, you know what that means. Oh, yeah. We had uh, a, a nice uh, sun shower that was uh, not super good. So it's awful hard to uh, call, a, call a rain uh, caution, you know, but when you're dealing with, you know, eighty, ninety, $100,000 race cars, you don't want to take a chance. So it's uh, it's a big deal. But, no, we're, uh, we're gearing up for 660 in two weeks for the Recar 150 presented by Wonder Auto and Service. And uh, really looking forward to having those guys here and, um, you know, putting on another good show. We look to probably see about a 25 to 27 car field. A lot of guys using that to gear up for Speed Weekend. Oh, yeah. Then the big one comes in, the 250 at 660. It won't get any bigger than that, brother. It's going to be a dandy out there this year uh, in New Brunswick. Uh, Brett, we've got to thank you for the time tonight on Race Time. Uh, surely appreciate it. Good luck. We'll be watching, and uh, we'll try and get the winner on next time here on Race Time. Right. Tell Dylan. Dylan's, like, down, down over the hill, but my phone won't get reception down there. And he's half naked, and you don't want to see that anyway. He's, he's had a long day, so I'm going to leave him alone. But uh, maybe uh, maybe next week we can get him on. He'll be decent, and uh, you guys can chat about it because he is our points leader, 
and uh, it'd be fun to give a chat with him. And they've been working really hard on their program uh, to make things. Uh, they've committed to the Super Late Model Series and it's really paying off for them. Awesome stuff. I look forward to it. Uh, we'll definitely be reaching out to Dylan Gosby, today's winner, the Super Late Models at uh, PEI. Thanks so much, Brent. No problem. Speed safely, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Absolutely. Good job. Uh, and we got to appreciate it. Uh, live from the Speedway, Oysterbed Speedway. Great little racetrack. If you're ever out in PEI, uh, you got to check that place out. It's uh, a gorgeous little facility, uh, diamond in the rough, if you will, out there. And uh, hey, that's uh, Jerry texts me. He goes, That's the Potato Posse land. And uh, Dylan Gosby, definitely part of the Potato Posse out there on Canada's East Coast. Points leader, race winner, doesn't get much better than that. We'll check in with them next week. Uh, Next up on the show, the number 21 of Sean Pierce goes to victory lane. I can't tell you how excited we are for this next guest. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time with him. In the uh, uh, in the Pro Stock Tour, uh, the number 21 car always at that race, always giving it 110%. Just he'd get heat wins, but uh, he, that, that, the feature win eluded him each and every time. But uh, I'll tell you what, since he's made the, the move to the Sportsman Series, uh, he is one tough customer, and he hit pay dirt at uh, Lake Doucette Speedway just last weekend. He joins us now on Race Time Radio. What's going on there, Sean Pierce 21? How are you? Well, thank you, Joe, for having me. Yeah, you bet, man. Uh, Well-deserved. You won a race. Good for you. That's uh, been a little while in the making. How, how, how does it feel to be a winner? It feels great to be a winner. Uh, my nephew's been doing some winner and winning in the band of the division, but for me and my dad, that's the first time in 43 years we've been able to get a victory. In the feature. Isn't that amazing? Eh? Hard work pays off. It sometimes takes a while. I, I guess so. If you keep trying, eventually you'll get there. So uh, you made the transition to sportsman. Now, was that, uh, well, I say it was like two years ago, probably longer than that, because uh, I, I forget about COVID that was in there and messed up three years on us. Uh, but you did make the choice to go into sportsman. How have you enjoyed it? Yeah, we made the decision about three years ago to go into the sportsman, and I think it was best decision we made for our race team. The pro stock or pro late model, as you guys call it, it just got too expensive for smaller teams like myself. And, you know, we could take that money and go back down a series and have some fun. Well, and you're doing that. Uh, I did see you at Riverside International Speedway, IWK 250 weekend. It was the Napa Henry's Auto Pro 100 that you guys were out there. And, Sean, you had a good car that night. It was a big race as well. Yeah, we had a good car that night. Unfortunately, we had a radiator hose fail on us. But, you know, the heat race showed that, you know, our car is there. Even last year, we ran that race, and we finished, uh, I believe, seventh. We were running fourth with... 10 laps to go and had a flat tire, but we still got a seventh place last year. So, you know, we've been good at Riverside. We've been good everywhere we take the sportsman car. you got to love it. How many tracks are you getting to as uh, a guy that used to run in the Pro Stock Tour? It's called a tour for a reason because you guys get around to all the different speedways. How about now in the sportsman? How many tracks are you getting to and what's the count like this year? <laughs> well, mainly we've been concentrating with uh, Lake Doucette down in Yarmouth. Um, you know, we race there every second week and it just, it fits our family, family schedule. And, and that's one of the reasons we like racing down there. We've gone to Riverside twice this summer and 
We're, the crew is talking about going to Petty for the Mike Stevens weekend, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a big commitment, right? Uh, where is home for the number 21? Where is home for you? We're in Newcomville, Nova Scotia, just outside of Bridgewater. Newcomville. So is, how far is that from Scotia Speed World, from uh, Riverside, all of those? Oh, we're about an hour and a half to Scotia and still three, four hours to Anakinish. So we're... We're still to travel to get to any of the racetracks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a commitment, isn't it? you got to remember, not only is it the drive there, but it's the drive back also. You're either staying the night and paying for hotels and everything else, or you're trying to, you know, get to the race, do the race, and then turn around and drive back. It's a long, long day. Oh, yeah, for sure it is. But then that's one of the reasons we like Lake Doucette. It's on our... We have a camper lot down that way, and so we stay and we go camping for the weekend and go racing on Sunday and then head for home. Yeah, you got to love it when it all comes together. So when is your next race, winner? When are you going to get back behind the wheel? <laughs> we'll be back behind the wheel next Sunday. Next Sunday. and yeah, uh, racing, gets under, racing gets underway at 1 o'clock at Lake Doucette every so this Sunday and then every second Sunday. Okay, and feature length. How long are the features? Our features are 30 laps. So you get 30 laps to get the job done. Is it heads-up qualifying or is it a handicap system? How does it work? It's like an average system. So we line our heat race. We do two heat races. They line up by points. So the handicap, the lowest points guys start up front. And then it's an average of where you finish to start the feature. So if you finish last, and then it's an invert. So if you finish last in both heat races, you can start on a pole for the feature. But we have a pretty decent point system. So it keeps guys from sandbagging. You don't want them just finishing last in the heat race, so they start first in the feature. Right. Or, oh. Yeah, yeah. You don't want any of those sandbaggers, those guys, because uh, teams will do it, right? The pull is a big carrot. Oh, it is a big carrot, especially there. It's a, it's a big, fast racetrack. Like, it's a half-mile track, so it's actually a little bigger than Annie Kanish, and it's uphill and downhill. And it's it's a different spot. It's fun to drive. Nice, nice. How much banking is there at Lake Doucette? I've never seen the Speedway other than photos. Yeah, turns three and four are banked really, really good. Um, you, then you come up the hill to turn one, and it's almost a 90-degree turn. And then turns through turn two is pretty well wide open down the backstretch. Really? So uh, it's one of those kind of racetracks that if your car is good in one and two, then you're usually junk in three, four, or vice versa. Do you got to pick one end to be good at? You, you got to, but there you got to be good at both ends because where it is so big, it's a momentum racetrack. And if you don't get down to backstretch, guys are ducking underneath you going into three. So lots of room for cars to move around. Sounds like a racetrack I got to get my butt to. Oh, you got to come check it out. It's There's nothing like it. Good deal. So uh, the 21, as mentioned there, it's been over 40 years between feature wins, your dad. Uh, what, what was the feeling? What was the emotion like in Victory Lane? Uh, it, was, it was pretty neat. I think the photographer captured the best picture. I went to grab the checkered flag, and it makes it look like I'm praying to the heavens. <laughs> so it... Uh, it was pretty neat to finally win one, and I know when I talked to my dad, he was he was quite emotional, so it, it was good. That's cool, and it's generational, right? Uh, your dad got you started in this, and uh, hey, you just paid him back by getting him a, a checkered flag. Did you take the flag from the Speedway? I'd be taking that, baby. 
<laughs> he wants me to take it too, but we're a small racetrack and I don't want to make him pay for anything extra. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, congratulations on the win. I know your sponsors mean a ton on that 21 car, and I might add, your car looks amazing, my friend. Tell us about the sponsors you got arranged on that machine. Well, we got McCarthy's Towing and Entice Motorsports on the hood. They're a big part of how we get there. Collins Water Treatment, uh, they, they help us out quite a bit. Uh, Auto Value and Bridgewater, they help us supply some parts. And then we got Matthew Nickerson Holland. He's been a great supporter of ours over the years. And then we got Clyde River Campground and Cottages. They, uh, that's the campground we stay at, but they help get us back and forth to the racetrack as well. And Pleasantville Signs, they do up all our all our lettering. Awesome stuff. Uh, and you made them all proud hitting Victory Lane. Uh, your next race is coming up next Sunday. Uh, what do you think? Are you going to get a chance to travel around any between now and the end of the year? Uh, like like I say, we'll probably go to Petty, Petty for the Mike Stevens weekend. Um, we might do Shediac at the end of the year, the Atlantic Championships. It's always been a fun one we like to do, but. For the most part, we just kind of, you know, don't travel too much because that's what happened. We were in the Pro Stock Tour. We were going one way and the family was going the other way and it didn't didn't always work out. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear it. The car that you've got, the 21 car, is that your old Pro Stock car or did you have to get a brand new piece to go run Sportsman? No, we actually did a kind of a trade with some, some money for the Pro Stock car. It went to New Brunswick and we got this car in return. And so, yeah, it's a completely different car. Well, you're going to have to uh, take the setup and all the information that you had for last Sunday and uh, carve it in stone and remember to do it exactly the same way. Do you think it'll work twice? Well, who knows, but it's not changing a whole lot for next week. (laughs) (laughs) New tires and away you go, right? That's pretty well it. Well, Sean, this has been great catching up with you. Man, oh, man, I'll tell you what, uh, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, when, when I seen that on Facebook, I, I, just about a tear came to my eye. I was so happy to see the 21 going to victory lane. And that shot you speak of where you got the checkered flag and you're pointing to the heavens. I'll tell you what, uh, it was truly a great sign and hopefully a sign of more better things to come for you in victory lane you deserve it man you work awful hard at it well thanks joe one of the best things about that whole weekend about winning being at a small racetrack is it's kind of a tight group they actually had my son come out and pass me the checkered flag awesome stuff awesome that's the way uh, that that's the way it's supposed to be you're you're not gonna wait 40 some odd years to get another one i can tell you that I sure hope not. (laughs) Now, is your son going to get in right behind you when you decide to retire out? Is he going to be the next uh, Pierce Wheelman? Well, we're talking about that now. We're actually, Lake Doucette's trying to get a kid's four-cylinder division together, and we're going to see if we can build him a car over the winter. Well, good for you. Well, keep keep us posted, will you? we got to uh, make sure we keep everybody up to speed across Canada. You're the kind of guy that uh, there's loads of you out there that we got to get on Race Time Radio. And it's always, uh, it's always cool when you can win a race uh, to get on here. Uh, you, you join a great cast of characters, I'll tell you that. Congratulations on the win, buddy. Thank you very much. You betcha. That's Sean Pierce. Out in Nova Scotia, uh, goes to Victory Lane, wins, uh, just dynamite stuff. Uh, I've known Sean for, I'm going to say, 12 years or so, maybe a little better than that. Uh, You won't find a nicer guy. 
you won't like uh, he has got to be the most sportsmanlike driver uh, that I've ever seen on a racetrack. He reminds me a lot of Gary Elliott. Uh, sportsmanlike driver would give you the shirt off his back, uh, but he is a hard-nosed, tough uh, competitor, and he never will quit. You can guarantee that. Uh, he just keeps his foot to the floor the whole time, and uh, nice to see him get a victory. Uh, some other results I want to get to. AJMs in the Oscar Modifieds went to victory lane this weekend. Uh, congratulations to AJ. I know we'll get him on the show at some point here, uh, but I wanted to highlight that. Rick Spencer-Walt actually got a checkered flag on the weekend. Not in his pro-late model. He was at Sunset Speedway, I believe, in his first hot rod race. And uh, he had Jake, his son, spotting for him. And the two made a hell of a combination. They went to Victory Lane at Sunset Speedway in a hot rod. So congratulations to Ricky Spencer-Walt and uh, his whole team on getting the victory there. Uh, Really, really good to see that Rick Spencer-Walt ended up with some success. Uh, And, uh, oh, I got to tell you, too, the Oscar Hot Rods next weekend are heading for Brighton Speedway. The Oscar Hot Rods are going to go to dirt for the first time. It'll be a show and a half at Brighton Speedway. Uh, you want to check that one out next Saturday night. Uh, it will be one that I know we'll be talking about lots here on Race Time Radio. Uh, wanted to remind you of that. Uh, you can get more information on Oscar.ca, uh, and you can check them out also on the APC website. Of course, the home of the Oscar series, whether it be hot rods or modifieds, uh, all the information is there. Uh, if you want to check it out, have a quick peek. A uh, good bunch of guys. Dave Gainforth does a dynamite job with that series, and uh, they're lighting a lamp this year. That'll be a cool show at Brighton, I guarantee you. Uh, we're just about at the top of the hour. i got to throw it back to Toronto for 90 seconds, a quick news update, and then we're going to come back for hour number two, and I can tell you right off the hop, the 17 car of Josh Stoddy had a great night going at Sable Speedway last night. He ended up with the pole of the, the race, set fast time. Uh, the 17 Ridgeline car was uh, really doing a good job. He ran second in the race for a lot of it. He led a bunch of laps, and in the closing laps, it looked like Josh Stoddy was going to be the guy holding a checkered flag at the end, and then disaster struck. We'll find out all of the above uh, right on the other side of this quick 90-second break. And Josh Stoddy will join us here live tonight. Uh, we're going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. And then we'll come back for hour number two with lots of guests still to come. Chris Reed, he ended up winning. We're going to talk to Daryl Midgley. He's getting set for the Bridge City 200. And, of course, Josh Stoddy Primetime is going to join us uh, right off the hop on the other side of this quick 90-second break. And then we'll be back. So here you go, Scotty. It's all up to you, my friend. Get us up to date, will you? You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. 
When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, and absolutely on Rev TV Canada, Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And we've got to welcome in all our listeners on the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com out of the U.S., Steele and his group, uh, making sure Race Time Radio hits the ears of race fans on both sides of the border on the Performance Motorsportnetwork.com. And we've got to thank them for doing that. They've done it for, I don't know, 15 years or so. Uh, the tradition continues. Uh, but I digress. What do you say? We get back to the Zoom line and we'll welcome in a guy that was chomping at the bit to get that uh, checkered flag last night at Sobel Speedway. Came up just a little bit short where he won there last year. A uh, guy that knows how to hit victory lane at Sobel. Past champion at that speedway. Uh, but he's on the Zoom line with us now. Let's welcome in primetime Josh Stoddy, driver of the 17 Ridge Line. Should I call it a Ford or should I call it a Chevy? What was it last night? How you doing, Josh? I'm doing good, Joe. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, a lot of work the last couple of weeks. It is a Chevy now. Um, we kind of make the plunge, but we just couldn't be competitive with the Ford in that series, unfortunately. And a uh, huge investment on my team's behalf and a lot of work invested in uh, making sure that we had it ready to go for last night. But uh, yeah, to be competitive, I felt like that's where we had to be. And that's where my sponsors felt like we had to be. So we had to make the plunge and uh, put that in. I hear you. That is a big investment. Could you feel the difference under your foot? I definitely could. I felt uh, I'm a diehard, I'm a diehard Ford guy. Um, I felt like I've been set astray for a few years now with some numbers that I was being told uh, with the series. But nonetheless, we, we made the plunge. It cost us a lot of money. But, I mean, it obviously showed last night that that is what we had to do to be running up at the front again. So, um, yeah, we, we had a really good car. That was the first time that the car hit the track since the motor went in. Um, we had some minor issues. We missed second practice uh, because we had uh, a water pump gasket. Both of them uh, crapped out on us. So uh, luckily I had Blair McDonald there. He helped me and the team put it back together. We got everything fixed up and uh, really not sure. Felt like I had good balance in the car, but missing second practice pretty hard to know. And then we went out and we set fast time. So I was pretty confident, pretty happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And got to love Blair McDonald. He's fixed my Corvette a couple of times. I love that man. He's uh, so good at what he does. Uh, handy to have around, especially at the Speedway. But uh, set fast time. Let's go back to last night. Uh, in qualifying, first of all, I'm used to seeing group qualifying. I turn on the broadcast and here we go. Single car qualifying. It's been a while since that happened, isn't it? 
Yeah, so like uh, with the series this year, they went to this, they've got this Triple Crown event going where we ran 150 at sunset, 150 last night at Salvo, and then we had the 200 at the end of the year. So it's kind of its own separate points purse slash uh, race series, if you will, within the series. So uh, they they stipulated some different rules and they wanted to do single car qualifying for those events uh, for whatever reason, but uh yeah, nonetheless, we went out and, uh, like I said, we really didn't know what we had. You, you try to get as many laps as you can, especially when you put something new in the car. And and uh, we just went out and set it out on the line. And and then uh, when I went off the track and I seen 17 on the on the pole, obviously I was pretty happy. But there was still some pretty stiff competition to come up. And uh, but we managed to hold on to it. Yeah, you did. You did. I was uh, I was pleasantly not surprised. I knew you had a fast car. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be that quick at Sauvel in, in sing, like with single car qualifying. Uh, you, you really shine in that uh, group qualifying, and I didn't know what to expect. But, Josh, uh, you never disappoint, man. You, uh, you showed up, and uh, you, you nailed the pole of the race. Now, we get into the actual race. Uh, there's, there's no heat races in APC. You go directly from that qualifying. You line up for the feature. Uh, you didn't line up on the pole, uh, although you were awarded the pole. There is a uh, an inversion that takes place. Where did you roll off? I rolled off uh, fourth, second uh, second row on the outside. Yeah. Now, uh, watching the race and watching the first part of the race, uh, seeing you made forward progress, uh, doing a really good job. Uh, the twenty two car was uh, he, he had definitely the field covered in the first half. And I kind of thought, well, Josh, you got your work cut out. Either the 22 car is going to back up because I can't imagine that you had that much left in the tank that you were going to be able to make that much progress. But, man, we got into the second half of that race, and it looked like a different 17 car. You must have been saving in that first half, were you? Yeah, I mean, 150 laps is you're trying to save as much as you can with tires and whatnot. I mean, obviously you want to go and lead, and and hopefully if you, if you ever have a chance where it goes uh, green to checker that you're that guy out front, right? So um, the 22 is definitely quick. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they're on their they work hard on their stuff. They've got a lot of good guys behind them in their corner. I mean, we're just a bunch of pavers that. <laughs> work 15, 16 hour days and do this after hours and try to piece it together and have some fun on Saturdays. So to go out and uh, go against teams like that and JR, I mean, JR was stout. I had some pretty good battles with him. Some, uh, I, I went back to third and then passed him and him and I were back and forth a little bit in the first half. And, uh, but yeah, I felt like I tried to save as much as I could in the first half. And I figured the second half, it was going to be go time. Yeah. Some of those restarts, man, were epic. Uh, the one where uh, the the twenty two car sort of forced you up in turn four, and then jackrabbited. Uh, it was a good job that they uh, Sean Sean Gibbs threw the caution. Didn't like that restart. He wanted a nice even restart, and uh, we definitely got it on the next one. Were you and the twenty two? Were you eyeing them up? Were you guys playing games? Did you have some strategy in that, or is it just the way it sort of unfolded? Uh, I mean. Every driver's got an opinion for sure. Uh, I felt like the 22 jumped the restart three or four times um, on us. Uh, I got labeled with, we were playing the games. We kind of locked tires there. He forced me up our left front and his right front locked tires to the point where I couldn't even steer the wheel. And then he got the jump on and I was obviously three or four car lengths behind because 
I was pointing towards the wall, but uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, these, these races are hard to come by. I mean, the, you're racing a very competitive series um, with a lot of fans. I mean, Salvo had a great support uh, with fans there last night. We had a great support with Ridgeline being there. So yeah, I mean, everyone's hungry to get that win and say that they stroked off a 150 lap race and put that under their belt. So yeah, it was a good hard racing and um, nothing but a racing deal, but that stuff is all stuff you put in the memory bank and, There'll be a time where it comes back and play later on. And, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed with any of our efforts that my team did. And I was really happy with, uh, how, how we went out there with this motor for the first time and, and ran up at the front. Well, you did. And you did your, uh, 17 group. Uh, very, very proud. I can tell you that. Uh, let's get into the race a little bit more. Now you get the lead of the race off of one of those restarts. Uh, I believe you started on the bottom, the 22 on the top side of the racetrack. I couldn't quite figure that one out. Don't give Josh the bottom. He'll be gone. Uh, but in fact, that outside seemed to be working pretty good for him. And you kind of need a little bit more of the racetrack in order to jackrabbit. Uh, you got the lead and you got a clean, fair and square. It looked like things were going to pull away for you. And, uh, well, you guys got to racing again, and it bottled back up. Disaster came out on lap 142, I do believe it was, and the 17 car goes around. It didn't look on the, uh, on the broadcast as if the 54 car went up and hit you. It kind of looked like, I, I, I don't know whether the, the car behind you tapped you, or whether it got loose. I don't know what happened. I, I need you to answer that question. Did you feel impact, or was it a case of you got in a little too hot and around it went? Yeah, like I definitely I definitely felt it from behind, uh, whether it was the 54's fault or my fault. I mean, at that point in the race, it's a 150-lap race. There's eight laps to go. There's the last restart. I'm focused on the guy ahead of me, which was obviously the 22. And you're fighting for every piece of real estate that you can get out there. And then contact was made. Um, you get a bunch of keyboard warriors that are saying, oh, this, but the, the, these race cars, stuff happens in a hurry. These things are, I mean, a slip of a wheel or a guy driving in too hard or whatever the scenario may be. Um, I'm not mad. I mean, obviously as a racer, you want to have the best finish and I'm sure Danny and, and uh, all those guys are the same way. They want They they drove to the front and they want a good finish. And stuff happens in a hurry. And I can't honestly, from my point of view, I can't explain if it was my fault or his. Um, I'm not going to be in this scenario where I point fingers because I don't honestly know. I haven't even honestly watched it myself. I had a family day to day, just kind of got away from that. But uh, yeah, no, I just, yeah, I felt it. I went around. It sucked. I was hoping, you know, we lapped enough cars and we were competitive enough that I thought, you know, we got an eight lap dash. Even if Danny and I go to the back, I think him and I could both drive up to the front. And I thought with the 22 up there and JR starting on the outside and Andrew behind him, stuff could get shuffled up back there and we could be back up there in eight laps. But unfortunately the curfew with the speedway kind of put that at bay. And um, yeah, it kind of is what it is. Just a racing deal. Well, and that's huge, Josh, uh, for, you, you know, for, uh, heartbreak really it's got to be heartbreak because you did have a dynamite run going and i i can honestly say i don't know who would have won that race had they dropped that green flag one more time for those eight laps and i can honestly say i don't think it would have been the last caution either uh just because those top 10 cars were also hungry to win 
they would have been running real tight and contact would have come into play. I can just about guarantee that. Uh, but what was it like sitting inside that race car, uh, waiting that 20, 25 minutes for the cleanup to be done and then be told, oh, no, we're not going to run the rest of this race. The curfew was there when, in fact, the curfew had been blowing before the caution even come out. Yeah, I mean, obviously frustrating. Uh, frustrating because I know that I'm an involved car, and I, I took my position back, hoping that you know scoring is going to miss something and we stay there. You know, as a driver, that's not going to be the case. You're going to the back. You know, the guy that hit you or got in or you got into or whatever is going to the back. So just trying to play every scenario out. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm. I know I'm going to be going to the back. I know Danny's going to be going to the back. Um, I don't know if anyone else uh, was involved in that is going to be behind us or whatever, but I kind of was trying to line up, you know, JR and Kyle are going to go inside outside probably for sure. Andrew's no slouch at Solva Speedway. I mean, mm-hmm. good car, bad car, Andrew wheels a car. So I figured he'd be pressuring up there and I figured, yeah, there's going to be another caution. There's going to be a couple of cars that are fighting for everything that they can. And maybe we will have a chance with a laps to go to B if we restart seventh or eighth. We might be back up there again if we have a couple of cautions. So just trying to play different scenarios out in my head. What line guys are going to, with this choose rule now, um, who's going to take what? I mean, obviously there's a lot going on. And then it got the curfew kind of put that back. But, you know, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, obviously it wasn't the result that any of us wanted. But very proud of my guys. I mean, we worked... 15 hours last Saturday, we've been working hours in the shop like crazy, um, trying to do it after work. All my guys are volunteer. No one on my team gets paid. Uh, they all come out for the enjoyment of doing it. And we've just, we got such a great group of guys and girls that follow the 17. And uh, we're just coming out there and keep trying to throw darts at the wall and hopefully one will stick and we'll get that checker flag again. Yeah, I guarantee it's coming. It's just a matter of time. Uh, Josh, you guys do an amazing job. I was fortunate enough at Sunset Speedway to be kind of embedded with you guys. Uh, I was hanging out for the day, going to get some coverage uh, for the Junior Hanley 72 that didn't happen that day due to rain. It will go on Velocity Weekend, uh, but I was fortunate enough to be with you guys for that day and really witness your team in action and watching everything you guys do. Tell you what, there ain't no more professional teams than what you guys do. Uh, it was really, really cool to watch and to be part of for that one day. How did this shake out then? And then I'll leave Saturday alone. Where did you end up finishing? Do you have an official finish? And where did they score you at the end? Yeah, I on race monitor, they show me finishing sixth. Um, obviously, I'm not really sure if that's the result or not, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just, we don't ever go points racing. I've never, since APC opened up and everyone points racing, I've looked at everything kind of like an invitational event and want to want to win. I want to win. I want, you know, we had a good group of following uh, there Saturday. Obviously, saw so will be in our home track. I had a lot of Ridgeline people and different sponsors there. And obviously, my whole family was there. So you want to win. You want to get that memory and snap those photos with all the people that surround you and that's kind of what we do. And we're already cars on the hoist. It's been unloaded today, kind of assessing everything. And, and we got a big work party starting tomorrow so we can get geared up because we're back to back here. We go back to sunset this weekend. So just hopefully can be more prepared and, and, uh, 
be at the top this weekend. Well, you're going back to a track now. You absolutely win at love uh, all of the above. Sunset Speedway, that 17 car works real, real good at that speedway. So do another uh, a number of other teams. But that's what we all love about the APC series. Going to be off the hook. And then, of course, August the 26th, you're going to get a kick in the can again at the beach because you guys make a return trip there. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm super excited for this kind of backswing of the series here. The last couple of races, I've uh, become a fan of Delaware in the last couple of years. Obviously, we got the big 200 lap event that we we're excited to be a part of. Uh, really excited to get back to Sunset. Sunset's doing a lot of amazing things outside of our series. Uh, Brian Toddish and them have been doing a great job. And this junior handling classic, everything that his promotion team has been doing, really looking forward to doing some more running there. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get a checker flag before the season ends. But like I said, I'm just super proud of my team. Um, some of these guys have a little more resources than we do. This is tough. It's we're we're still learning every week we go out and hoping that we can be competitive. And uh, I mean, we proved that we we deserve to be running at the front. And uh, yeah. Just super pumped for what we got to come. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss that race at sunset. Uh, it's uh, You don't want to miss any APC race. I'll tell you from here to the end, uh, the 17 car definitely going to be a factor before they uh, fold it all up for 2023. I guarantee you. Josh, uh, hey, congratulate MEI. Uh, 40 years in business. That's pretty cool, too. Uh, of course, Dwayne, your dad, and the whole staff there, Congratulations to all of you guys. I know you're there, too, uh, on all the hard work and the service that you guys do for Graham Bruce County, man, uh, and beyond. Yeah, thank you very much, Joe. It's been uh, it's been a lot of hard work. My mom and dad literally came from zero. Um, they've been huge supporters of me and my two sisters. Um, and there's really no better success story than seeing as a kid you have nothing and then come to where you're still working just as hard every day to have what you have. So super proud of uh, where my roots come from. Super proud of my family. Super proud of the guys that uh, have stuck with us. We have the original six guys minus my grandpa that started 40 years ago. So really happy with the staff and just everything that they've done for us. Well, dynamite uh, for good cause too. We're awful proud of you and what you do. Uh, go get them at Sunset Speedway, kid. You got the right attitude, and I know you're with the right team. Uh, go get them, and uh, hey, congratulations on the pole and the race that you had at the beach last night. Good for you, man. Thank you, Joe. You bet. That's Josh Stoddy. Watch for him. Sunset Speedway this coming weekend, hundred laps, and uh, I'll tell you what, Josh knows how to win. He can do it at Sunset Speedway. As a number of other teams can, it's going to be a dynamite race. You don't want to miss it. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going back to the East Coast of Canada to talk to a guy from the West Coast of Canada. How's that one for getting uh, right across the country? Chris Reed lives in Alberta, raced and won at Bud Speedway out in Cape Britain last night. He's still out there. He's going to be with us on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be back. Hey, Rick Benjamin here on Sirius NASCAR Radio. Enjoy your time on Race Time Radio. We'll see you next time on Trade Trade. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM 
Channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Illigano will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, one and all. All live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And hello to absolutely everybody tuned in on Rev TV Canada, right across this big, beautiful nation, Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Our next guest. You can put this guy in a shopping cart and he can win a race. I guarantee you. I don't care if it's got an 8 on it, a 31, all of the above. He's won in both this year. His name is Chris Reed, and he joins us right now, all live from the East Coast of Canada. What's going on tonight there, Chris? How you doing? No, we're just, re- just recovering from our, uh, from our day yesterday at the track, and we're watching the rain fall for the last few hours, but... Uh... Just taking it easy today. That a boy. That's what you got to do. Uh, when are you back to the West Coast and back to work? Uh, I'm going back after we're going to run the um, the race in Scotia next weekend with the 31 car. Ooh, nice. Back after that. Yeah. Well, hey, how how do you do that? Now you took the 31 to Victory Lane at Riverside. We haven't caught up with you after that huge win. It was the Napa Henry Zotto Pro. 100 on Friday night, the precursor for the IWK 250. This guy goes to victory lane in that big show. Uh, let's talk about that for a moment. That was the 31 car. How come you're not using that car every time you go out? No, that that was the eight car that we went with that Friday night. The, the, the 31 is the pro stock car that we ran Saturday. Oh, my mistake. You are, yeah, you are right. It was the number eight. Uh, it's beautiful cars. Anyway, uh, the eight car definitely got the job done at Bud Speedway uh, just last night. Uh, take us back through the race. Where did you start? Uh, we had a start, uh, I think it was eight, because we had won the last show there. So they have a rule that you can't start any better than 50% of the field. 
Um, so that's 16 cars so that put us in eighth. Um, we, uh, we had the same, it's the same car, same way it was in Riverside. It was just, it's just hooked up. It's, we've got a real good package going. I got great guys, you know, Bubba, DK, Taylor. Um, the tires are good. The, everything is just working right for us at this time. And I mean, it's, you get on these rolls and you never want it to stop, but, uh, you know, unfortunately they don't last forever, right? Oh, that's right. It's hard to repeat. And for you to do it uh, just a couple of weeks apart, really, at uh, two different speedways is saying a lot, Chris. Uh, you've always been a talented driver. I've watched you for a lot of years, you and your brother Kyle. Uh, always entertaining when you guys are in the race. You know that you're going to give it 110%. Uh, each and every lap, not just at the end. I mean, from the time they drop the green until the time the checkered flag flies. You read guys don't know what quit is or save, either one of them. Uh, but did you have to save any car for the end of this one last night? We we had we had a like say we had a, a rocket. I mean, it was like you know, uh, Frank Fraser told me a few weeks ago that my mother could have drove that car. It was that good, and and it was about the same this time, but. Um, you know, we, we didn't really save a lot. We, uh, we raced with our teammate Ronnie there for quite a while. And, uh, um, I got around Ronnie and then we kind of just, we we're just floating around there. And we, you know, I was waiting for Ronnie to make another run or Brady Kramer to make a run and nobody was really coming. And, you know, we, we didn't have to burn any brakes up or tires up. And we just, just, we had a really easy night to be truthfully honest with you. Just everything was just dialed into perfection and, like I say, we made a small little change on the halfway break there, just free it up a little bit because I, you know, I always figure it's going to get tighter anyway. And sure, and I you know, had a few restarts, and then we were we were sailed on. Yeah, you gotta love it when you get a car like that. I've seen you with cars like that every now and then, and I've seen you in races where you know the car may <laughs> start out really good and it turns evil on you, um, but not not by the sounds of it last night. It sounds like that the plan came together. That clean air out front really does mean a lot, doesn't it? it? It really does. I mean, when you're, you know, you're not stuck in traffic and, and having to drive other guys' lines and, and stuff like that. I mean, I I don't know. I always like to be out front if I can get there quick. I mean, I'll go. And I mean, but this year we've just been patient. I mean, the last couple of years we've been, you know, just not putting ourselves in bad spots early in races or, or getting into stupid, stupid areas that we shouldn't be in or didn't need to be. And then, and it's, and it's been paying off. I mean, we've, you know, won four or five races, and we've had a bunch of podiums, and, and cars been in one piece every time you come home. So that's uh, you're not working on bodies and and duct work and radiators. You're you're working on springs and suspension, and we just keep fine tuning and fine tuning, and and you know, like we didn't we didn't just go to the track yesterday and unload and we're wicked fast. I mean, we were close, but we made some spring changes and some shock shock changes, and you know, we, we I got a real good tire guy, uh, Bubba. Uh, does does all the tires for me and i mean he's he's fine-tuned that to a science i mean and then you know we we come off the racetrack we had like two pound of uh of gain in our in it, all four tires i mean it was yeah it's fun. yeah Pr- pretty amazing you can't beat bubba i'll tell you there, there's some really good tire guys out on the east coast and uh larry somerville is one always watch watching larry do his magic with the tires and bubba same thing. Spoke with these guys after races, and they can break it down for you all the way through. You wouldn't think that out of a tire guy, but uh, I'll tell you what, they put a lot into the sport. Uh, that They're playing for real, and you can tell. Uh, when the whole team pulls together like the number eight does, that's where the success comes from. And the guy that's sitting behind the wheel has to be spot on. And 
Chris Reed, you were the man. Is, uh, Bud Speedway, is that really your home track uh, from back in the day? Well, it, it, a lot of people think it was. I, I only ran there uh, a couple of times and in, in a sportsman car, and then I, I raced there like half a season in a street stock before I moved out west. But no, most of most of my time, I you know when I started and everything, it was Riverside. We were always running up there, and then and then uh, when I started driving all the time, we were running all over the Maritimes at that point. But but no, I I never really started r- racing there a lot until uh, till um, I guess it would have been when Bill Vassell bought the place, and then Greg Dow had it after that, and mm-hmm. I, I'd run two or three or four shows a year there, and then uh, since Lyndon and Kyle have bought it, I mean it's. The, the work that they've done out there, I mean, the the, the upgrades, the facility, like just uh, you can't say enough about them. I mean, uh, Linda's girlfriend Jamie, she does all this uh, running around for them, and and uh, Kyle's wife Heather. They're, they're just a, a class act out there. Uh, facilities coming a long way. I mean, they're 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 constantly there. I mean, Linda was there probably till one or two o'clock every every in the morning every night this week just making sure stuff was done. Uh, you know, like Tim was down here for a couple of days laying cables and trying to get the TV stuff done and all that, you know, everything that goes on to it. I mean, and I don't even know half of what goes on, but I mean, I know they, I know they had a lot of sleepless nights, that's for sure. And they, they did a really good job. And I mean, it was nice to see the place was packed. I mean, the weather was really iffy. It was like the only place in, in, in Eastern Canada from like say Halifax down that wasn't raining. Mm-hmm. We had a couple little sprinkles here and there. I didn't even think we were going to get it in, but we were lucky we got the whole show in. And, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, they had a lot of fans. They stuck it out and they stayed. And, and that was, it was really good to see them all there when it was, when it was all said and done. It was really, really, uh, really good turnout. Well, and they got uh, rewarded with a great race. Uh, it was Robbie's Towing that sponsored that show, wasn't it? Like, that's you guys. And how about that? A company all the way out in Alberta sponsoring stuff on the East Coast. There's a lot to be said for the participation that your family puts into this deal, too. Yeah, and and, and we're down here as well. We still uh, we have a, tr- a truck repair shop and tow trucks and stuff here, but... Kyle and I and Jeffrey are out west, and uh, it's all kind of one one pop. But uh, but no, when when the uh, when the tour decided they were were canceling the race, we we just said, well, we'll step up, and and we we it was actually the biggest sportsman purse uh, for the season. I mean, it was five grand to win. I mean, guaranteed six hundred bucks to start, and uh, you know we had a good turnout. We had sixteen cars, which when everybody was expecting it was going to rain i know there's probably three or four guys that didn't come just because they just didn't want to take a chance so um you know i'm hoping that uh this can turn into something bigger and you know we can maybe start selling some lot money for the next ones or or whatever and and uh, be able to pay the guys some more because that's that's hard to do the 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 racers aren't you know seeming to get as much money as they should anymore and the, the cost of tires and the cost of travel is it's getting through the roof so i mean uh it worked out pretty good. And I think the guys that came, I know I talked to a few of them today and they were really happy and they, they enjoyed their, their weekend. And so, I mean, uh, you know, there wasn't any big wrecks or nobody, nobody had to go and spend a pile of money fixing their car after it was all said and done. So one, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, good. And that's the way it's supposed to go. It doesn't always turn out that way. Some guys get, uh, you know, they bring it home in a basket, but Hey, you've been on both ends of it. Nice to see you were on the victory uh, lane end of it. This time around, how's Kyle doing? Your brother, of course, the number 42. We see him on the Pro Stock Tour. We see him uh, running on both sides of the border. How's brother Kyle doing? I haven't spoke to him in a bit. 
Guy, he's doing good. He, uh, I was on the phone with him a couple times yesterday and last night. Um, I actually took his son Jack home with me, and uh, he was running a bando there with with my son Sydney and uh, my daughter Haley, and uh, we we were having a good time. It's it's uh, it's 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 enjoyable with the kids out there doing this thing now because uh, you know just to sit back and watch them interact and and how, how they go about things and. And you know, like it's it's a full time job just making sure that they got their helmets and their suits and their gloves and their iPads and their snacks. And I mean, I look back on it now and I think, oh my god, I'm going to have to be a short order cook and a, and an IT technician just to just to go racing. Yeah, just to service the kids. Hey, your dad would look at you boys and go, "You're lucky you didn't grow up in this era because I wouldn't have been doing any of this." No, it was a different era. He. Uh, he definitely would have just rolled his eyes, or or, or had a few choice words if we if we were trying to get iPads and stuff back in them days. Yeah, no kidding, incredible. Uh, any chance that Kyle's going to hit that Bridge City two hundred out in Saskatoon? I know he loves traveling around. Do you know if that's on his radar? Uh, as far as I know, that's his plan for next weekend. So, uh, uh, I like to say I haven't talked to him since last week about it, but that was that was what I had heard he was doing, and. Uh, and like I say, he uh, he had a real good night there last year, and and I know he really enjoys the place. And uh, I'm 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 expecting to see big things out of him this time because he he had a few issues there last year with the chassis stuff, but uh, I think he's got that all ironed out there now. Yeah, good good on him. So you will head to Scotia Speed World. It's the big uh, summer clash weekend there, at the 250, and then maybe Kyle is going to hit up the Bridge City 200. I could have both reads on here next week. Look at that. Yeah, and, and the third guy, the youngest guy, he's racing dirt in Fort McMurray, so <laughs> so we're, we're kind of scattered this time. <laughs> oh, man, you got fans on both ends of the country. Those fans that you guys have got out in Fort Mac are just off the hook. I get messages from them all the time when we're broadcasting the race. It's kind of cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys from, from, from back east that are that are out there working or, or, or just there full-time living there now, too, but... Uh, you know, racing's a big thing in the east in the East Coast, Joe. You you've been down. You you've seen the Scotia Speed World and, and Riverside, and and I mean, it's uh, you know, it's no different than Ontario. They they just they love it, and uh, it's it's nice to see that you know the the way the racing's been going with Bud Speedway and Riverside and and the facilities, and uh, you know, the car counts have been pretty good. I mean, the the, the, the two fifty weekend was uh, you're always going to get a ton, but. Yeah. But I mean, it's hard to get any more than eight or ten cars nowadays because guys just don't have the money to travel and, and stuff like we used to. And to have sixteen cars there last night, uh, we put on a hell of a show. I know, I know, Ronnie and I put on a pretty good show for about sixty laps because we were we were working our, ourselves pretty hard, right? <laughs> and I'd expect no different coming out of you, Chris Reed. Hey, how's that Napa helmet go? What a beautiful gift at the end of that one hundred that you got at Riverside. Uh, I bet you that one sits on the mantle. Yeah, it's in it's in with the trophies. Uh, it's actually technically not mine. I got it taken from me in Victory Lane by uh, by my my son Sydney. So, so I uh, I'm, I'm I'm lucky that I just was able to hold it for a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome stuff! Congratulations on the win. Oh, hit the sponsors on that number eight because I know they mean a ton on that race team. Who have you got on there? Well, we got AML Painting and Sandblasting. He's been he's been sp- he sponsored my father for a long time, and he's always helped us out. And we, Robbie Robbie's towing my father and, and and Kyle and ourselves, and uh, um, Safeway Auto Parts in Sydney, Hawkins uh, Auto Supply. Um, we have Island Machining and um, Industrial Wide Courier 
um, Dwayne, he, he helps us quite a bit. So we got a, we got a, got a you know, a good bunch of people. And, uh, like I say, I got to, you know, shout out to the guys too. I mean, Jordan Frazier, she, you know, she's always there with us and helping uh, every way she can. I mean, uh, Bubba, Jason Barr, uh, Aiden, 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 Bubba's son, Aiden, um, you know, DK, they're, the guys just don't stop. I mean, they're, uh, they're, um, they're always, um, spot on. And I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't compete like this without that kind of crew with you. I mean, the guys just, they make it, they make these things fun to drive for me. Yeah. Well, they did a good job and, uh, congratulations on the win. Hey, we may have you back here next Sunday after Scotia. Uh, good luck. Go get him, Chris Reed. And, uh, thanks so much for the time. And thanks to, uh, uh, to the helper there that got you all dialed in. Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know, Joe. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But talk to you anytime. You betcha. The number eight, Chris Reed, the Robbie's Chevrolet, uh, goes to Victory Lane at Bud Speedway. Check that track out, too. And another one i got to get my butt out to, uh, to to see what all goes on out there. We're going to hit a quick break, and then off to Canada's West Coast we're going to go. We're going to bring in Daryl Midgley, driver of the eighty one. He's getting that 81 NPP car all ready to go for the Bridge City 200 that comes up next weekend at uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. Forty-five grand going out to these competitors. It's going to be an amazing show. We'll talk to Daryl Midgley about it on the other side of this break. Stay with us, everybody. Hey, race fans, this is Ernie Irvin. You're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Andorra, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. If you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicottish, Nova Scotia. From the high banks of Daytona. We cover it all. We are Race Time Radio. And now, back to Joe Chisholm. Run, Sandy, run for your life. Ah, 
Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Hey, I want to remind you right now that CTMP, are you a bike guy? Do you like the super bikes? You do not want to miss August 18th, 19th, and 20th at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. It's Super Bike Triple Header Weekend. You do not want to miss this. If you're into racing bikes, it is off the hook on that big, beautiful Canadian iconic speedway. Uh, the Canadian uh, or the supercar, uh, supercar, super bike triple header. Easy for me to say. August 18th, 19th and 20th weekend. So get your tickets. They are on sale now at CTMP. Uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And I can see Daryl's name up. But I can't see Daryl. His video is not turned on just yet. But we'll see if we can get Daryl to click on his video and we'll actually be able to see him and hear him. Uh, We're going to talk about the Bridge City 200 that is coming up next weekend at Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. It is the second annual Bridge City 200. And uh, Daryl Midgley is going to have the 81 car there all the way from Victoria, B.C. He's heading there, and, well, I think he's in Edmonton tonight, but uh, on his way there from Victoria. Let's welcome him in. Daryl, what's going on? How you doing, bud? I'm good, thanks, Joe. How are you? Not doing too bad. Uh, I can't see you, so if there's an easy way to turn your video on, click her on. If not, we'll just do it audio-wise. You got the 81 ready to roll, do you? Yeah, you bet. It's um, all in the box and ready to head um east yeah now when did you leave victoria uh that's a long trip for you guys uh from victoria to saskatoon that's a trip um well the car left last week um we flew today to edmonton then we're going out to um, edson tomorrow to pick it up ah gotcha gotcha uh yeah ed edson would be home base for all those 81 cars right yeah that's dwight kennedy's home and um he takes good care of us and it's out there getting some Last-minute touches to the truck and trailer, and um, then we'll head head out on Tuesday to uh, Saskatoon. Yeah, you got to love it. Daryl, how's the season been for you? Have you got out doing much racing this year? No, the only time we've raced so far was in Eureka, California in um, May. That was the only event we've run. We do most of our stuff in the winter down in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, and then throw in the odd, iconic Canadian race. Uh, this Bridge City 200 is shaping up to be a dandy out there in Saskatoon. Were you at round number one of it last year? No, actually, I've never been to the new racetrack. Um, I was at the old one. I was probably, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. Um, that was the only time I'd raced in Saskatchewan, period. So we're looking forward to seeing this new facility and having a go at it oh i'll tell you what you are going to be pleasantly surprised what a racy racetrack uh dave the announcer there at uh, saskatoon i got a chance to work with him with with the rs1 cup series last year and speaking with dave and richard and all the guys before the races went green uh, i said to dave what's you know this racetrack it looks too groove is there going to be two grooves? And he said, mark my words, when these guys lay rubber down, that second groove comes right to life. And that is actually the preferred line around the speedway. But it's not until the rubber gets down, which I guess is in most racetracks, 
But this one here, I'll tell you what, Daryl, that second lane, did it ever come in? It's going to be a, a, a real one to keep your eye on. And as a uh, rocking fast race car driver, I know you'll be searching for the quickest line around that baby. Yeah, it sounds very similar to Tucson, actually. It's got a progressive banking in it. And, um, you know, at Tucson, the you know, the high groove is definitely the preferred groove. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. Uh, cars like, oh, you, you got the 70 car of Trent Seidel. Uh, multiple champion at that speedway, multiple winner. I know Trent's going to be in this one. He's had, you know, his uh, his calendar marked down for a couple of races this year, and one of them was the Bridge City 200. Uh, you got guys like uh, Matt. Matt's going to be there, uh, driver of the number 12, always fast. Uh, Matt Shirley, Matthew Shirley. Uh, he right. just come off the uh, NASCAR Pinty's race, but he runs a super late model at uh, at the Speedway. So Saskatoon is that's his home track. He's going to be a tough guy to beat. Uh, how about you? Uh, you haven't raced there. Have you raced with many of the guys that you know are going? No, not really. Um, you know, um, our paths haven't really crossed a lot. We ran that WRL series. For a while you know in the mid 2000s i think it was and you know some of those guys we competed against but for the most part not many of them well i remember seeing your name uh mm-hmm. now it was i don't know whether it was last year year before for sure uh the canada 200 that would always take place at western speedway uh out in victoria of course now it's closed down um but that was always an iconic canadian race the mm-hmm. canadian 200 you won that one right yeah, we won it twice, actually. Um, you know, it's named after my dad now, and, it, you know, it's quite an honor, and it's it's probably the biggest race out in that area, and, uh, you know, it was very, very honored to have been able to have won it twice. Oh, yeah, w- what a race. Uh, man, we're, we're all going to miss that this year. Uh, but I, I've heard tales, and I don't know whether it's true. You probably know better than I would. Is that race going to move to Saratoga? Yes, it's Labor Day this year in Saratoga. Right on. So the 200 is going to be there, and they're going to continue the tradition. That's right. Yeah, good for them. That They've done a fantastic job up there, um, you know, improving that facility, and um, it's, it's just a really first-class place now. Yeah, and uh, I, I know we've had Pat on the show. He's promoting the Speedway. Uh, we've had the owner on, Robbie. We've had him on. Uh, it sounds like all the guns are ablazing at that place. And it should be the site of a really good, cool race come the Labor Day weekend. Uh, I, I know I was flipping through Facebook earlier, Daryl, and I seen a picture of a motorcycle, and it was just blue sky in behind, and I had to do a double take. I thought, well, the bikes aren't supposed to be in the air like that. And sure enough, it was Saratoga, and they had the ramp set up, and I guess they had uh, some bikes in there, maybe monster trucks this week, some kind of a show. Yeah, he's doing a really good job with it. He brings a good variety of stuff. I, I think it was an FM, FMX show last weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I've seen some photos. Uh, it looks like a super cool joint, and uh, I know that Canada 200 is an iconic one. I wonder, Daryl, if they're going to get the trophy, because I, I, I do believe there was an annual trophy. Yeah, they gave one away, but if you won that Canada 200, your name went on this baby. And it gets passed down. Do you know if that trophy is going to make it to the race? Oh, absolutely. That'll be there. That's part of the event. And um, we wouldn't withhold that 
for any reason. Oh, man, that's going to be cool. I know we'll get Pat on before the race and we'll set the stage up, but uh, this Bridge City 200 that's going to take place in Saskatoon is going to be a dandy. What day do you roll in and how are you going to attack this one, Daryl? Um, we actually have got a private test there on Wednesday. We're bringing Chuck Carruthers up from the States to, you know, put some laps on the car because it's a place we've never been. So we're going to test on Wednesday. And then I think there's a practice Friday night and then the race Saturday. Yeah, so you get a little bit of track time in. That's going to be very, very important for a guy that hasn't raced on that speedway. Now, you're the kind of veteran driver, though, that can adapt and acclimate himself pretty quickly. Uh, Have you got any measurements or anything on the speedway, or do you just show up and get testing? I just watched a bit of video on, you know, Facebook and stuff, but I... No, I think, you know, it'll come pretty fast to us. we got a great bunch of guys, and um, we got good equipment, so I think we'll pick up on it fairly quickly. How many years have you been behind the wheel of a race car, and did you? Uh, how did you get your start in this sport? Well, my family was always involved in it. My dad promoted Western Speedway for many years, which I went on to do, and um, I started my first race in 1984, and I've raced every year since then. Wow. Well, and did you start in a late model or did you start out in the lower class and work your way up? In a, like a limited late model I started in and then we went to the NASCAR Northwest tour and then we did a lot of stuff in California and, you know, super late model stuff. Man, that'd be kind of cool if you can go and hit uh, pay dirt at this Bridge City 200. Go pay, what, 10 grand to win, I do believe. Yeah, I think they got a healthy chunk of money up there for prize money. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can bring us some of it back to BC. <laughs> Nothing will get you guys fired up like a bunch of dollars stacked up on the end of the table there when the pay window opens up. Uh, like a bunch of hungry hounds you guys are uh, chasing the dough. That's going to be uh, one whale of a race. So you'll get a little bit of test time in. How about crew? Who have you got assembled for crew? How many guys you got coming? And do any names that we know? Well, Glenn Crocker, who's been with me since 1984, he's with us. Um, and his son, who ended up marrying my daughter, Daryl Crocker, he's now my crew chief. Um, we've got Chuck Carruthers coming in, Dean Pickup, Gaston, um, Cote. Um, oh, Jesus. Just so I don't want to forget anybody. Ah. Uh, Gord Rendell, he does our tires. Greg Barnes. Yeah, we got a great. A group of guys yeah it sounds and like brandon, a... brandon carlson will be coming out he's a very good driver in his own right he's coming out to help us oh yeah brandon carlson I had him on the show a number of times i text with him every now and then uh another one of those guys that won the canada 200 back in the day you got a stacked field coming in there bud you got a a lot of guys gonna be surrounding that uh, number 81 car yeah no we got Really good people, and we got, you know, Dwight Kennedy from Northern Provincial Pipelines, been just a great supporter of ours, and um, just getting more and more involved all the time, just a super guy. Oh, yeah. NPP, iconic in Western Canadian racing, and Canadian racing, really. Uh, uh, Dwight's done a, 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 an amazing bunch uh, for this sport. I think back to DJ Kennington, when he was down running nationwide back then, uh, it was with the MPP 81. It sure was. You know, Dwight's one of those guys. He doesn't do it for the limelight. He's very much behind the scenes and says very little, but 
he's just a great presence and been very good to the sport. He's given a lot to the sport. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, so let's talk about, Daryl, let's talk about the actual race car, the chassis you've got underneath you. I know there's all kinds of manufacturers of these cars right across Canada and the U.S. How about the car that's going to be underneath you? Whose chassis is it? Well, we have several cars. The one we're bringing here, um, we traditionally run the Alien race cars out of Victoria from Ted Zerb, and um, we have a, a newer Hamke car. That, that's the car we're going to be bringing here. We've done very little crate motor racing, so, um, you know, it, it just it just was a better fit for the crate. So that's what we have in there is with the Hamke car and the 604 crate. Yeah, good combination. But uh, knowing you, Daryl, you probably like something that ignites when you step on it. You're not going to get that same feeling with that crate, I'll bet. <laughs> no, we're used to Louis Bossio's big power from AMS engines and, you know, six, 700 horsepower engines. Now we're going to have a 400 horsepower engine. So I think that'll be a bit of a learning curve. Oh, it will. I guarantee it. It'll take a little bit of getting used to when you expect the uh, the power to be there. Uh, you're going to quickly figure it out. No, it is truly, when they say a momentum race, these crate engines really, really depend on momentum a lot of the time. Uh, it's that, Well, that's the whole idea of testing, right? You're going to be able to get laps in. You're going to be able to get the car figured out and the feeling of it. Uh, and then you can go hard at it next Saturday night for the Bridge City 200. This is going to be off the hook. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Should make the tire management a lot easier with the low horsepower. So, you know, we'll just have to adapt. Yeah, yeah. And you'll be hearing the crew chief all the time saying, okay, Daryl, I need you to save me a bit. Don't be burning it up. Save, 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 right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's very good at that. <laughs> track position means a ton in these big races. You're going to put a lot of emphasis on track position. Uh, I say that. And the other side of the coin is... That's 200 laps. I don't care where I qualify. I just want to make it in. How about you? What are you thinking? Oh, I think, you know, get to lap 150 to see what you got left, and then it's go time. Um, you know, a 200-lap race, you probably end up with under 10 cars on the lead lap at the end. So, you know, just make sure you have taken care of your stuff for the first bit and, you know, have something left to race at the end. Yeah, and then go after it. Uh, uh, Daryl, I know you're going to do good in this race. Uh, we, we have a spot all saved here on Race Time Radio for next Sunday. Uh, we definitely want to get the winner of the Bridge City 200 on to join us. It could be you, Daryl. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. I'd be honored to be back on. Uh, Dynamite stuff. Can't thank you enough for the time tonight. Enjoy Edmonton. And get out there. I'll be watching. You're on social media, right? How can I uh, stay up to date? Are you going to no, post stuff? That's, I don't do that. No. <laughs> well, you got to get a mitt and get in the game, Daryl. you got to get that done. I'm too old. <laughs> no way. Hey, look, if I'm on social media, it's time for you to jump on, buddy. But uh, I know they do a good job with the social media at the Speedway. Uh, we'll be watching somehow, some way, buddy. Thanks, Joe. Really appreciate your time. You betcha. That is uh, going to be a real fast car, the 81 car, Daryl Midgley. He is out of Victoria, B.C., on his way to the Bridge City 200 at Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon next Saturday night. Uh, Richard, Andrew, uh, all the guys, all the guys at that speedway. Talk about a unique place. 
These this speedway is ran by volunteers. It's ran by its own membership, and the membership owns the track. So there isn't an individual. It's owned by everybody that races there, uh, and they it's all volunteer ran. But you want to talk about a track that doesn't miss a beat? This place is incredible. Check it out if you're on your way across Canada and, uh, you know, on your way west, and you're going to be there around Saturday. You do not want to miss this race. The Bridge City 200. Uh, tickets will probably be on sale now. Um, and it's just outside Saskatoon. A beautiful facility. Uh, the grandstands are nice and comfortable. Great sight lines everywhere. Uh, you, you don't want to miss it. If you've got an opportunity to be there, uh, best check it out. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. Uh, we want to congratulate Mark Antoine Cameron. He did win today's GP3R NASCAR Pinty Series race uh, in Quebec. It was the 96 Paillet Chevrolet in victory lane at the end of this one. LP Dumoulin in the WeatherTech Dodge was second. And I want to say that Alex Tagliani, I believe, was either third or fourth. Uh, I believe I heard Dave Bradley say, and Tagliani will round out the podium. So that would mean that he finished third for Tagliani. A yellow car for St. Hubert's. On the, 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 the car looked totally different, uh, the 18 car. Looked really good. And uh, i, I got to tell you, I feel for the number 27 of Andrew Ranger. Didn't even make it lap one. Uh, they went down, I believe, into the first turn. You'll have to watch the highlights for this one. And the 74 car, the Napa car, uh, uh, Kevin Lacroix, something happened. And I'll tell you what, the 74 literally drove over the back end of the 27, totally ripping the whole rear end of the car uh, right off. Uh, you got to see the highlights of this. Uh, you won't believe your eyes. Uh, luckily, everybody's okay. But I really feel for the 27 of Andrew Ranger, not even making one lap. And these guys were at the front of the field. Uh, so you got to know the whole cast of characters were coming in behind them. Uh, and I'm surprised not more cars got tore up. Uh, got to congratulate Sam Fellows. He started this race, I think, somewhere around the 20th slot. Ended up finishing uh, 15th, I do believe. So good forward progress for the 87 car. Nice to see Sam Fellows back in it. There was 30 cars for this year's GP3R. A uh, lot of cars, a lot of new names, a um, lot of familiar ones. Gary Clute had a great run in the 59 car. Uh, he would have been right up in there. Um, I felt bad for Daniel Bois, uh, driver of the 31. He had a rocket ship. He was going along really good. Contact took him out. Same thing with Alex Labay. Uh, driving the 36 car, uh, ha was had a really good race going. He would have been a factor at the end of that, baby. It wasn't so. Him and Arsenal, I believe, got tied up, and uh, the 36 car ended up ending his day. Things got tore up too bad, and Alex Lave could not continue. So uh, tough, tough deal for a number of guys, but uh, you know they're going to be tough. Uh, we got one more in Quebec, and then into Ontario they come. Uh, I want to say it is ICAR next for the NASCAR Pinty Series. And then they come in to Delaware Speedway uh, to wrap up 2023. It's going to be huge. Tickets on sale. You don't want to miss it. And don't forget to join us at uh, Oswegian Speedway Monday, August the 14th. 
Uh, if you can't join us at the Big O, uh, it's the NASCAR Penny Series. We will be live. Jerry Paxton and I from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Before they go green in that first dirt race, we'll get you up to date on absolutely everything from the garage area. But that is going to do it for us tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. I think Junior's back here next Saturday or next Sunday. I think I told you that last weekend. He's not here. He's down in Quebec. But uh, I hope he's back with us next week. And uh, we'll continue the conversation with more winners from across Canada. Have a good, safe week, everybody. Get to the racetrack. We've only got a few more nights left in 2023. But that does it for me. Thanks to Sue here in the Race Time Radio studio. Thanks to absolutely all of you. We'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.